got some ID? Sure. So those three guys leave the hotel after you. Anything in particular or uh, just a mug? They had trouble telling me what they wanted. Yeah, I'll bet. Joseph P. Brenner. What's a peace stand? Pussy. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Action Returns. It's episode 11. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is Nez. What's up, Nez? Yo, yo, man. What's going on up there? Uh, same old, same old. Nothing's changed. Weather's getting colder. I am definitely getting bummed out about that. Means the snow's coming. I can't handle I can't handle no snow right now. Well, it's um, still hot here. I think we're going down to the 70s for like a day and then shoot back up to the 90s. But um, uh, other friends here in California, down in the southern part, uh, were like triple digits. I'm like, ooh. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't go down there. I wasn't going to go down there, but no, 117? No, I'm good. I'll stay up here where it was 90. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take some of that 70 you guys got. It's uh, I think it's like in the 30s here. Right now? Yeah, it's not even snow. Oh, man. Now, I got it's my been... swamp cooler going. I was outside working, <laughs> sweating. And I, I was in the shade sweating. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it usually around uh, usually around October is when we see snow. But the, the weather's been actually changing up here we've been getting snow later so but i i feel it coming definitely not looking forward to it we're usually good in september it's still a little warm uh we'll start to cool down probably middle of october sometimes the beginning it depends i mean the way the weather's been uh i don't know if it's gonna be a rough winter i think it's gonna be I mean, our winters have just been like it'll snow hard mm-hmm. for like a day, and then the sun comes out and it's all gone. So Sound, sounds nice. Sounds nice. When it snows there, it stays there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be snow until like March. Oh man. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't. For someone that doesn't like snow, I don't know how I ended up here. I'm I'm supposed to be somewhere where it's sunshine every day, but. What can you do? Well, don't go where the, where the Zisu's at in Eureka, California. It's just overcast, like, year-round. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. I, I like it. Um, it was sunny when I went there, and he's like, man, it's weird. It was, like, gray for weeks, and then I showed there, and the sun came out. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was expecting it to be all gray, nice and cool. For a sweatshirt, but now nah, it was all sunny and everything. It was hot to all of them, but I was, it felt like perfect to me. But <laughs> they're right along the coast, so I'm more, oh, okay. in, I'm more inland. So, um, I don't think we did this on the last show. We we didn't do a little uh, wrestling returns update, but uh, did you uh, check out SummerSlam? Yeah, I, did. I watched both of those. I didn't get okay. to see the AEW one. Yet. Okay. Uh, what you think of uh, Roman Reigns turning heel? 
Um, okay. I mean, I don't know as far as the, the Paul Heyman deal, but, um, all right, I'll go with it. Um, it still seems like they're trying to put him over because mm-hmm. it's still the crowd's just not feeling him ever. I mean, I've been down for him since the beginning. So I, I'm never heel, baby face, whatever they want to do with him. I'm, I'm still right there with him. So I'm down. But uh, it was good to see him come back because um, it was at the end of SummerSlam when he returned. Or was it yeah. Wrong? All right. Yeah, see, that was kind of unexpected. So I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I, I was all for it. I got excited when he came running out. And it was good to see that he's back because I know he uh, stayed away from all this uh, when the pandemic started. So I was like, well, he was just because of his uh, his health condition uh, with his leukemia and everything. Um, he's in remission, but, I mean, didn't want to take that chance of, of catching it and then it just kind of taking him down. But, um. I'm sure that uh, everyone is pretty much being tested like constantly, and I'm sure yeah. that I'm. I think they're going to start putting them on lockdown uh, because I know there was uh, some people that that did have it, uh, performers as well as some of the other staff. So I don't know. I think Vince uh, might have put everyone on lockdown. I mean, I think they would have had to in in order for Roman Reigns to come back. So, but I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, as far as the matches at SummerSlam, um, that last match, the, the Fiend and Braun Strowman. Uh, <laughs> I'm that was I was just never a fan of of um, the Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I like the Fiend. I like how he looks. I hate that Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse or whatever the hell it's called. I think that's stupid, and I didn't like all the, the previous things when the, the match with Cena. and So I was like, all right, at least they're in the ring and uh, everything, but eh, I, just, I, just, I just don't feel. I mean, especially when they put two big brutes up against one another. I mean, we're only going to get so many moves. Yeah. They're just going to be throwing each other around. That's all pretty much that happened, and um, I can't even remember the other matches. I think I remember Payback more. But if I had to pick between out of pay-per-views, um, I thought uh, Payback was, was a little bit better. The card was better, and, and I, I got a little more excited with those matches, mainly the uh, the women's matches. I loved all those. Uh, good to see Asuka uh, just kick ass in both matches. It sucked. Uh, uh, my girl Sasha Banks, the boss, she lost her belt, so... I was kind of bummed about that, but eh, Oscar's cool, so uh, yeah, we'll see. And uh, did they they lost their? Oh yeah, they did. They lost their um, tag team titles to um, uh, Shayna Baszler and uh, my girl Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. Whew, I, I love, I love her. You big, see the big last cats. week on Raw. Ooh, I saw highlights. What happened? Uh, Bailey finally turned on Sasha. Oh yeah, I knew that was coming. You think it's too late for that, or it's still gonna play out how they want? Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, every time they put someone together, they always it always ends bad. So, but uh, this uh, Nia Jackson uh, Baszler, 
it's I know they hate each other. Well, in on the show, but uh, I I liked what they were doing. I mean, I thought they did a, a good uh, tag team. Nia Jack, she can she can only do so much, but uh, I still like how she just roughs everyone up. And then I think she just goes a little too hard uh, because when she was throwing uh, um, Sasha Banks around, it it looked like that was full force. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. Cause I know she clocked um, uh, Becky and broke her nose that, that one time, but mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, yeah, she's trying to do what she's doing, but she's just not, I'm sure it was an accident. I'm sure she didn't intentionally break her nose or when he's <laughs> throwing these gals around, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's wait, on wait, wait, one, oh, one, oh. one more thing. What did you think of uh, the Thunderdome and the virtual audience? It's still weird to me, just like in, in any other sport. It's weird. And uh, I've I seen uh, some pictures of people getting away with some stuff on the screens. Have you have you seen any of those? I figured they would. I haven't seen anything. What's, uh... Uh, one person dressed like a Klan member, and then, <laughs> and, and then another one... Uh, was uh holding up a picture of uh Chris Benoit. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, um how do you I mean I know they send me emails but I never really read into how to be uh, in the audience cuz I figured if I did it, I mean they'd probably put me way in the back and I never see myself. So I don't know. Did they build this little uh, Thunderdome or was is this um, somewhere? I think I think they got um they were, uh, got permission to use the stadium, and they just kind of redid the whole inside. Well, he spent a lot of money because that's a lot of TV screens that are in there. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I, I watched this YouTube video. Vince is like seriously worried about the ratings, so there. Uh, there's some rumors of some people coming back in the next couple months that he's uh, throwing a lot of money at right now. Like retired people, or uh, there's there's uh, the CM Punk rumors started again. Uh, I, I I read that he uh, basically he's offering him money that that that's kind of hard to refuse to come back. Uh, I know for the women, um, what's I forgot her name. Uh, she had that gimmick, the the all red everything. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um. Eva Marie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to look at my pops because I know she. <laughs> I have her. I got her when when she quit. But yes, yeah, she's good to look at. But as far as her ring performance, I don't know what she's been doing other than maybe a lot of modeling and whatever she's doing with her husband. But I don't know. The last match I saw her in, uh, I think it was WrestleMania, the one that was in Dallas. Is that when her top fell off and they stopped the match? I think it was then. I can't remember, but there was yeah. one, of, one of the last times I saw her, she was really going for it because I know on her last few matches she was coming out and then something would happen and her match would be canceled. But I don't know. I mean, again, I know why they hire um, some of these women just because of their looks. Yes, she's a beautiful woman and everything, but she could not wrestle. Uh, she was no good on the mic. 
So yeah, uh, I don't know. Why don't they just move up some of the NXT girls? Why are you bringing old scrubs back in? You know, the Vince don't like new stuff. And they just um, Rhea Ripley, bring her up, or uh, and um, Kansas LeRae, and um, the girl with the green hair. Um, oh, Black, uh, uh, Shotzi girl. Blackheart. Yeah, her. And I would, and, I would love to see that tank come out on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, bring. There's a bunch of of gals on that roster they can bring up. I mean, even some of the dudes, um, but. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's Vince's money and it's his show. Yeah. So, well, with a lot of the guys, I feel like when they do bring them up, they waste them. Yeah. Well, where's Ricochet, man? He was doing good for a while. He just disappeared. Uh, he was on Raw tonight. All right. Did um, uh, Velveteen Dream is he still around or did he go down for the? He was at the last NXT Takeover. Okay. So That's I guess true. they're kind of. I know it got a lot of a lot of backlash because of his allegations and stuff, but it looks like they're kind of sticking with him right now. Well, all right. Um, but as far as CM Punk, I know he's done the acting thing. I mean, I did like him in that little role he had in um, the Sasuke Sisters or Rabbit. I mean. I didn't really care for the ending, but um, for, for what he was, a little sleaze bag. I thought he he did his purpose in that. <laughs> I liked when he got all crazy and crashed into that little restaurant. Um, I didn't see that girl on the third floor or whatever that one is. That is that what it's called? Yeah, he's pretty good in that one. Okay, I know it's on Netflix. I I haven't seen that yet, but um i don't know man if he comes back for the money i know the whole sellout thing is gonna start um but if he if he comes back i'll be excited i mean as soon as i hear that uh, uh that music the living color music uh, cult of personality which of course i'll ah yeah, I, I mean was, if, i was down for punk if they do it right they can they can use that whole angle like they couldn't the WWE couldn't cut it without him, so they they had to bring him back. They could use that whole angle. If they do that, and then he just goes off. I mean, I, he I thought I always thought he was good on the mic. I know some of you probably don't think so, but um, I, I was all about CM Punk during the the Nexus stuff and everything. And once he became champ, and he was the best in the world, and all the indie stuff he did, um, I was always down for him. So if he if he does come back and they play that angle, of course he'll be speaking from from the heart and it'll be truthful. But it'll probably Vince will probably go, all right, just kind of tone it down because I mean, of course, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, CM Punk has said a lot of things on different podcasts that he would never come back. But but if they throw that big money at you, and I think you're just gonna, you know what, just. All right, man. I know I said this, but uh, in today's world, man, money talks. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, but it, I mean, again, I mean, I'll be a little weird, and I know everyone's gonna talk shit, but uh, I'll be right there for Punk uh, if he if he if he comes back. All right, uh, you ready to get into these movies? All right, let's do this. All right, we're gonna start with 1986's Raw Deal. 
ready. Beware. Schwarzenegger got a raw deal. And now he means business. I thought I might get lucky. Now it's your turn. Raw deal. Opens Friday, June 6th at a theater near you. Check local listings. A former FBI agent turned small town sheriff agrees to help the FBI chief infiltrate the Chicago mafia when FBI when the FBI chief's son is killed by them. This stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Karen Harold, Darren McGavin, Sam Wanamaker, Paul Shanar, Shanar, go with that. Right. Uh, Stephen Hill, Ed Lauder, Joe, Joe Regal, Regal Buddha. I'm totally butchering these names. Uh, Robert Davi. This is directed by John Irvin, written by Luciano Vincenzononi, Sergio Donat, Donati. Really having a hard time with these names. Uh, Gary right. DeVore and Norman Wexler. All right, man. What did you think of Raw Deal? Because I believe we both mentioned we haven't seen this movie in a long time. Yeah, I was. Um, I know I said this on the last episode. And I was talking about uh, Mike uh, when we were recording last night. Um, I, I, because I, we were talking about it because he asked me what we were doing next, and I told him he's like, "Oh, Raw Deal," and started laughing. I said, "Did we see that together?" He goes, "Yeah, me, you, and our friend Rob." Uh, went and saw this and then i went okay i knew I mean, i'd seen a billion movies with mike i just i forget which ones lucky he's got a better memory than me but um i think that was the last time that i watched it straight through back when it came out and i might have seen maybe one other time on vhs when it first came out on vhs and that was still a long time ago i do not i did not remember this film at all the only thing I remembered was the end when he goes uh, riding into that uh, little rock pit quarry and blasting the Rolling Stones and shooting up everybody. As far as that, I did I couldn't remember who was in this and what what was happening in it. But uh, after this watch, it's streaming on uh, Amazon Prime, everyone, if you guys haven't seen this. It's definitely uh, worth a watch. Uh, I think, to me, this is one of Arnold's... Uh, Films that not a lot of people have seen and not a lot of people talk about. I mean, especially now. Big, when it, when it came out in 86, yeah, we were all about it and it was all over the place But because Arnold was uh, the big thing uh, then. But I thought this film was more of, of one of his serious roles because there was no one-liners. If he did, it might have been like one, but it just didn't. In, uh, like not like Commando and Running Man when it was every other line, but um, I thought he did a really good job in this one. I mean, other one when, once the uh, all the shoot 'em up action and the fighting starts, I think that's really cool. But the, the story was there. Uh, I really loved what was happening. Um, to see a lot of people in this that I, I had seen in multiple films, uh, Darren McGavin, I love him. Kolchak uh, and the Night Stalker and uh, everything. He's also um, Ralphie's dad in A Christmas Story and um, <laughs> Billy Madison's dad in uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> but he's been in a ton of other movies. Everyone else that pops into this, 
uh Robert Davi, we just talked about him and um uh, what was uh Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean it was cool. It was cool to see everyone. The th- the one that uh, surprised me was um uh Arnold's wife in this. Um Amy Kamitsky, played by Blanche Baker. Yeah, I got that. I just remember her from Sixteen Candles. She was uh, Sam's older sister, the one that was getting married. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was trying to figure out who she was. Uh, it, I, I know I've seen her in other things, but I just totally forgot that she was in this. Probably just didn't even think about it. But uh, there was a lot of people in this. Um, George P. Wilbur, he was he just a killer number one in this he played uh michael myers in i believe it was part seven um let me let me see which one i think it was part seven um yeah which was part seven was that the curse or was that um damn it Oh, he was in Halloween Five. He he was um, just a stunt uh, player. So I was, that the, was that the Revenge? Yeah, the Revenge of Michael Myers. He was in that one. Uh, I think he just did all the stunt work for um, Michael Myers. So uh, that was cool to see. I mean, I I only know his face because of uh, documentaries I've seen on Halloween and everything. But again, everyone is in, in this was cool. Uh, the story was really good. Just basically, Arnold was uh, a former FBI agent. Um, he ended up uh, taking out uh, one of um, uh, uh, some bad guy that raped and killed uh, a little girl. So when he killed them, uh, he got uh, basically, you can either go to jail or be prosecuted or and quit the FBI. So he said he quit, and they made him uh, just kind of disappear, start a new life, and go to some small little hick town and be a sheriff. So that that was his punishment uh, for taking some scumbag uh, off the planet, which is cool in my book, man. You rape and kill little kids, man. You deserve to die. Mm-hmm. So, but so that that's where the story begins. Darren McGavin, it, it was his former boss in the FBI. Uh, his son gets killed in a, in the beginning uh, during a, um, was it a drug raid? And then he got killed? Uh, was uh, I think they were at a witness protection place. Oh, that's right. They were protected. Like a safe, like a safe house. Yeah, and his, his uh, Darren McGavin's uh, Harry Shannon, one of his sons was there, was an FBI agent. And um, was it a... Petrovita's gang that came in, or was it uh, uh, Laura Mansky? These these were the two crime families in this film. It was one of them. It was one of them. Anyway, they came in. Um, oh no, it was uh, uh, um, Petrovita's because that's that's that was the reason he uh, had to infiltrate their crew. Okay. So he he his uh, Darren McGavin's son gets killed in the beginning. Uh, he just wants justice for his son, so he goes to his old uh, buddy Arnold. Uh, he plays Mark Kaminsky. Tells him, "Look, this is what's happening. I need you to go in there and kill these guys, and hopefully you can get your job back in the FBI." So he's like, "All right." So he has to go undercover, 
And the order way to do that is he uh, set up himself to where he uh, died. He, he blows up a, um, what was that, like some kind of oil refinery? Yeah. And that's a, that, I don't know where that oil refinery was. And that, um, I don't know if the FBI would, could, would pay or do that because he oh, just opened up some, it looked like an oil or a gas line or something, and it spilled all over his car. He shot a flare into him. But then the whole thing started to blow up. And is that worth, uh, how much did that cost? And did they, I don't know, it's a movie, everyone. So, but. So that's where it begins. He goes, he's he's technically, he, he's labeled dead. Mark Comiskey is dead. So he was able to go undercover into the FBI, into to the, the streets of Chicago, and try to get into, was it Luigi Patrovita, Sam uh, Wanamaker's uh, crew, yeah, and, and be just one of his hitmen. Yeah, and, and this is, this is all... This is all unsanctioned. Like, technically, he's not doing this for the FBI. It's like Mission he's, Impossible. Yeah. No, but I mean that. I love. I I thought that was a good story to to start it off. And once you go from there, you know how it goes. It turns into Arnold to shoot him up and, and beat everyone down because in order to get into Petrovita's uh, good graces, he had to take out some of. Uh, Another crime uh, boss in Chicago, uh, Martin Leminski, take out some of his. Uh, he took out one of Leminski's um, little uh, underground casinos and roughed up some of his men and everything. So he was just trying to look good for them, and uh, so because they knew they they need more uh, bad guys to protect uh, Petrovita. So that's how he ends up getting in. But there's always one guy that never really trusts. Uh, mm-hmm. The new persons, and that was uh, Robert Davi. He played Max Keller, and uh, was Paulo Roca um, Sosa? Was he like second in command? Yeah, second. Okay, but he 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 always seemed like he was the one in charge. Yeah, I mean, he. I'm sure he had some kind of. Well, excuse me, he had some kind of back. Uh, deal to well, look. Let's take him out, and then I'll be the new uh, crime boss of Chicago. But um, th- I mean, other than that, I mean that that was pretty much the story. But when Arnold gets into action, I mean, he was just all smooth, all business. Um, just rolled around in suits and, and kicked a lot yeah. of ass. <laughs> he wore a lot of fucking suits in this movie. So, but I mean, I, I really liked what was happening in it. It was a really good story, and um, I mean, it, it at least had a point. It wasn't just go in there shoot them up and and get out of there but i mean the, the story was good um when the action was there i mean there was a lot of shoot shootouts and uh when arnold had to go hand to hand i thought all that was cool um there was a lot of bad guys in this one i mean it was mm-hmm. just on both sides they got two crime families and then you got a crooked fbi agent that was actually um because they they said they knew there was a leak and a mole in the FBI. They just didn't know who it was. But then uh, when, when we finally find out who it is, we see that he's the reason uh, why the Petrovita family is like one step ahead of the law and everything. So, I mean, but other than that, I mean, it was cool. I mean, all the shootouts, I mean, especially the, the scene in the beginning when he goes into the casino and just goes in there and, uh, lets them know that the 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 craps table wasn't leveled 
because they throw these little balls uh, onto the thing to see if it was mm-hmm. level, and it, it kind of just stops in the middle, and everyone goes crazy. He flips over, starts beating the hell out of everyone. I love how he threw that one dude up on top of that um, little air duck thing. And yeah. <laughs> that one drug dude didn't even phase him. He just stood there, started putting money in his pockets, and grabbed his drink. <laughs> Did, he didn't kill anyone. He just beat everyone up, right? Yeah, he was pretty much uh, up until the, the the final little action scene throughout most of the movies. He was just like beating people up. That's right, because he, he never really tried to kill anyone. Who was this girl that just came out of nowhere? The one that wanted him. Which she Who was she working for? I can't remember, because I remember when she was digging through his wallet and his passport, she called someone. Uh, wasn't she working for the, uh, what family was it? The Petra, the one he was going undercover with. Oh, okay. So she was either talking to Keller. No, she wasn't talking to him because she hated him. She was probably talking to uh, uh, Roca or Sosa, whatever you guys want to call him. Um, she was probably talking to him because mm. it just seems like it was either him or, or Keller, but she hated Keller because he was a creep. He was always trying to get on it. I mean, that's how it was in these movies, especially when you're in crime families. You, you think you can just do what you want and have any woman you want, but you, sometimes these women just don't don't want nothing to do with you. Because So he was working with her, so she ended up kind of falling for uh, uh, Arnold's character. Um, his name, once he went undercover, he became Joseph P. Brenner, which is actually uh, another bad guy. Uh, it was, I guess, that at least kind of had a name but so yeah. he kind of took his identity and you know you you notice nobody questions his accent ever yeah i mean in every movie except for the next one we're, we're gonna talk about <laughs> but um again this one was just more serious i think this is probably why um out of everything arnold did in the 80s everything was one liner, one line. Well, except for Predator and like Terminator and stuff like that. But majority of the stuff that came out after those films was just. Uh, I know this came out. Be, if it wasn't right before Predator, I know it was either right before it or a film uh, in between or whatever. But um, after I mean, yeah, after he was just trying to get in there, he was just kicking ass and beating everyone up and every chance he got because uh, the Lama, Lamaninsky family, they were always sending guys to uh, try to get him, to take him out, just mainly because he, he ruined, Arnold ruined their casino in the beginning. But I love that whole scene in the, uh, in the dress shop when they tell him, yeah, just go find him and rough him up, make him uh, send a message, make sure you do it in public, and, and then kill him. How many dudes rolled in there? Like four or five? At least. I mean, he just started whooping ass, and then the, his girl jumped in and started to help out. I loved all that. <laughs> <laughs> Did she steal that dress at the end? Yeah, I think so, because she ran back in there and grabbed her uh, her jacket or whatever and just grabbed that. She was wearing one and yeah, grabbed that said, black one. Yeah, she said something, um, uh, it's, it's hard to find my size or something. Yep. The part I liked in that scene is when uh, after Arnold told uh, the ladies that worked in there, call the cops, gonna, this is a robbery. And that one uh, lady just was running around, move out of the way, bitch, knocked her over and just kept running <laughs> out. 
So he he just basically destroyed that store, threw one guy through the window, and just beat the hell out of everyone else, and then they all just ran out of there. Did they try to come after him again? Uh, no, I don't think so at this point. Did he? Did uh, the Leminski guy? Did he? Oh, he did get killed. Because remember they um, they chased him. Uh, uh, they were on that pier with the um. The big Ferris wheel on. I can't. Those of you that live in Chicago or know that there's a there's a pier out there with a, a Ferris wheel and all that. I can't remember the name of that pier because they were chasing him through there. And then I remember uh, Leminski was in uh, one of the cars that they were chasing because they they kind of had a shootout. And then uh, his car, like they thought they were getting away, but they fell off that loading dock and just slammed right into that uh that gas truck that was mm. i don't know why that truck was there but all right there's always a gas truck or something because that's how he went out. he blew up and went out so then that family was done so i think it just went more back into uh, him still trying to uh uh stop petrovita was he supposed to kill him or just bring him to justice um, I kind of felt like maybe kill him because this was off off the books, unsanctioned. This was uh, his friend coming to him for a favor. He just basically hired an assassin to go in there. Yeah. And, and all right, because this was uh, this was um, Arnold's way of getting back into the FBI because we you know we didn't mention that his wife is not really having this lifestyle you know she's drinking she's upset you know they're in the middle of nowhere and this was an opportunity for him to to get back in uh, i don't know man but she should well i don't know i don't, I don't know nothing <laughs> of being in law enforcement or fbi or anything but she should have just we lucky he's not in jail I mean, because they said either retire or do this or, or you can be prosecuted. Because if he was prosecuted, he would have been in prison and she would have had nothing. So I don't know. It's a movie, everyone. But uh, she was just a drunk bitch, man. She, uh, she was <laughs> pissing me off, man. And I was like, man, because uh, that one girl that, um, that Arnold was hanging out with, she was pretty much uh Spread open and ready to throw it at him, but he was like, "No, nah, <laughs> I'm married." And good for him, man. <laughs> but yeah, because he did that one scene, like she was trying to take him to bed, and then he acted like he passed out. Yeah, he he was probably gonna. I, said, ah, I better just act like I'm. <laughs> that that was when she went through his wallet and told everyone uh, who he was because um uh Raka Raka and Keller. They still weren't buying it, so they they went they did a more deep uh, dive into who this was, and they found out uh, one of their uh, former snitches uh, found out that uh, that Kaminsky or Brenner Arnold's character was not Brenner because they were looking at a picture. He goes, "I don't know who this is, but that ain't Brenner." And they asked, well, "Where is he?" Because I think he's in the Bahamas or something. So. They're like, all right. So they kind of knew that he wasn't uh, who he said he was. And they always thought that. So because um, Robert Davies character, Max Keller, was like he never trusted him. He just kind of well, I guess he he thought he was going to be replaced because 
when Arnold went in for his interview, he, he was talking all the shit because there was and Keller was like, "Well, I'm the number one guy," and Arnold said something stupid to like, "Well, I'm gonna take that spot." So they kind of set him up. They're like, "All right, well, we need uh, Rocket." Told him, "said Look, we need uh, you. We need Arnold and uh, Keller and some other guy, uh, just another hitman hit dude, to go take out uh, somebody at a um, at a cemetery." You get the there's a there's a funeral service going on, but then you see somebody's uh, back to the to us to where he's kneeling down at a, at a gravesite, and Arnold and Keller and this third guy come walking up, guns loaded, and they're getting ready to blast him. But then uh, that person stands up from the grave and turns around, and it's Darren McGavin's character, Shannon. So he's kind of like Harry, and then that's when Keller was like, "Fuck, I knew it!" So they kind of turned their guns on Arnold, and uh, one. The the dude, the third guy, has a shotgun. He blasts uh, Darren McGavin. He kind of goes down. Uh, then Arnold turns and starts firing at Keller as well as the third guy, kills both of them, and then runs up to Harry Shannon and asks him. He's like, just get out of here, man. He goes, the, the cops are going to be here, man. Don't worry, I'll be all right. So Arnold just takes off. and By this time, he realized he knows that uh, his cover is blown and, and everyone's going to be after him. So this is when he loads up. Uh, well, mm-hmm. first he tells that one girl, like, look, you got to get out of town, get lost, and uh, um, I'm going to go do what I got to do because he, he goes back to his hotel and loads up all those guns. Did you realize when he has all those guns, he loads up a shotgun, some kind of machine gun, that little, I don't know what that little little hand machine gun was, as well as his pistol. He goes, he starts shooting up all the uh, the bad guys at this um, like rock quarry type of thing. Mm-hmm. And this was a stunt and a half. I mean, he's driving around gunning up and killing everybody. That's uh, basically a front for um, there was drugs and money in this trailer that these guys were counting and then bagging up cocaine or heroin or whatever it was. When he goes driving around, blast them all up and they're shooting at him. I mean, he hits everyone, but as close as he came to them when they were all shooting, he just—he never got hit other than the car. But when he goes slamming into that uh, that big bulldozer, I mean, I don't know who that stunt driver was, but you could see him slam into the steering wheel. <laughs> and another big rig comes up and sandwiches uh, that car. When Arnold jumps out, he just got his little machine gun. Somehow he was able to grab his pistol, that other little handheld machine gun, and his shotgun. Of course. (laughs) I was kind of like, wait a minute, but all right, he's Arnold. He can do what he wants. Because after after he killed everyone there, he took, I think he took like half a million dollars uh, from them. And then he took off, and then he went back to uh, Petrovita's uh, lair. And goes in there, and this is the the huge uh, gun battle. I don't even remember how. How did you get in there? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't even remember. I just remember he just went on a killing spree. Oh, he uh, the he came up through the elevator, and then because they all started shooting there when, when the elevator stopped, and then you hear banging around in the air in the air vents, and he comes shooting out, and then he starts gunning up everyone. Mm. Uh, I like this because everyone that uh, all the henchmen that were in there was a somebody you'd seen them. They're they must be in the book of henchmen. Hey, 
we're making this movie. We need you, 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 and you. <laughs> so uh, they they brought them all in. One of the dudes was in. Um, I know he was in Predator, and he was uh, that game show guy's bodyguard in uh, Running Man. Um, oh, the uh, that, isn't he in the the next uh, movie we're about to talk about too? Yeah, he's in that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, it was crazy. I mean, again, you just these are the henchmen of the '80s that, that you just gotta have because they're all big giant dudes and they have faces that you you don't know their names, but you know who they are. That's that's what's lacking from action movies nowadays. There's like maybe one or two people that I see that that pop up as henchmen nowadays, and only and I only know them because they're like former like MMA fighters, but it's not like the '80s. Yeah, I mean. Again, they they have a book of bad guys or, mm-hmm. or actors that are bad guys, and they just get that book and all right, we want all of you. Come on, <laughs> we'll just put you in a suit and give you a gun and just start shooting Arnold. But I mean, that that was cool. I mean, it is Arnold. Yes, he's the hero of it, but all these hit hitch hitchman killers or hitmen or whatever you want to call them are all bad shots. There's. <laughs> they, the place is riddled with bullets, and Arnold never gets hit. He only got—he was only bleeding because, uh, I think he got hit um, when he was at that little uh, rock quarry when when he stole all the money because his arm was bleeding then. But is that what happened? Because his jacket was all tore up the sleeve. Yeah, I think he got shot there, or, or, or caught it on something. But because he didn't get hit in there, he went in there and blasted everybody in there, and. uh the Petrovita, he was there, and all pretty much uh, Raka and the uh, FBI uh, snitch, he was in there, and all the all the henchmen. So Arnold just went in there and just started blasting everybody. Uh, he killed Petrovita. He tried to run. I think he shot him. Oh, he shot him in the back with a shotgun, and then he goes falling down. And what did he, what was with the candy? He walked up and dumped that big bowl of candy on him. I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> I don't even think they even like reference candy or anything earlier. But after he goes back into the into the the main room where everyone bodies are laying everywhere, the um, the FBI guy that was uh, ratting everyone out, uh, Marvin Baxter, he was there and look, was he trying to kill himself? Because he had that pistol and he was like holding it. To his I think he was. I think he knew if they brought him in what was going to happen. Because Arnold gave him, when he when the gun was empty, he handed him a pistol and said, here, either um, uh, retire, I think that's what he said, or uh, be prosecuted. Because um, that Marvin Baxter guy, he was the one that took down uh, Arnold. Uh, when he was an FBI, it was because of him that he he got booted out of the FBI. Mm-hmm. So he handed him that gun and he kind of walked away. And that dude jumped up and acted like he was going to shoot Arnold. And Arnold spun around really quick and pumped a few into him. And that was it. So they left there. And then we go to uh, Harry Shannon, Darren McGavin's character. He survived uh, that shotgun blast, but he kind of took some to, I think, his spine or something because he, uh, he was a little crippled. So we had the. Uh, Little emotional scene where Arnold came I, I, in. And I hated this scene. <laughs> I mean, but 
I mean, I felt it. I mean, but he did because Baxter was like, ah, I'm not. I'm not, I don't I don't need to walk anymore and uh Arnold was like look man I helped you out so uh I I'm you helped me out so I'm here to help you out is what they said so uh Darren McGavin started slowly walking around or just barely moving and got to Arnold they hugged and uh the the awesome 80s freeze frame and then the movie's over well, they they had to add to the to the drama too, because you remember he tells them that his wife's pregnant. Oh yeah, that's right. And you got to be, he's got to be like the god dad or something. And you you got to walk, you got to take that step. I just, I don't know, I just <laughs> hated this whole thing. Well, he did tell me he was, look, man, I got home and uh, Amy was all good, and now I'm back in the FBI. Now she can uh, go on her spending sprees and. Spend all my money. That was the only reason why she was mad and drunk. Because she couldn't live the life that she was used to. Just spending all of Arnold's money. But uh, that's some women that I know. Not all of you, uh, you <laughs> young ladies out there. there but there, there's some gold diggers out there. And she seemed like one of them. Because she was just ungrateful. Ah, mm-hmm. we can't live here. And then she was all drunk. But it, but it still looked like they were doing good. They weren't like living in some little... One house or one room shack. Yeah, nice little house. He was, you know, sheriff of a town. I mean, it it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been living in a trailer somewhere, and he could have been a security guard. But I don't know. That was her. But anyway, I assume she uh, quit drinking because he knocked her up. Because um, it's not good to be drinking when you're pregnant. So, but yeah, the the happy ending in the freeze frame of the '80s. I I still love when they do that. I mean. I don't know if any movies do it today, but they did it fucking almost every other movie uh, in the <laughs> 80s. But again, this Arnold film, it was, it's good. I mean, I, I'm glad that we, we talked about it and we, we um, it's, I think it's just one that's never really talked about that much. That I mean, all, out of all the pods that I've listened to, I mean, no one, I mean, everyone talks about Running Man or Terminator or Commando or something. But no one ever does this one, so it was good to to rewatch, and I was glad it was on Amazon because I'm sure we had to search other other means to get to this <laughs> one. But overall, what did you think of the whole thing? Um, it's definitely not one of my favorite Arnold uh, '80s movies, but I think if you are a fan of Arnold, you you owe it yourself to watch it. Um, there's some good action in here, uh, some good hand-to-hand stuff. Um, it's different seeing him kind of play this undercover role where he's not really trying to just murder everybody through the entire movie, like, say, Commando, where he just goes on a killing spree throughout the movie. And, um, yeah, I didn't realize between these two movies that uh, we're going to talk about, um, just Arnold was just wearing so many suits, more suits than I've ever seen him in. And... I thought the cast was good. Um, story was pretty good, and uh, yeah, I, I I had fun with most of it. It's just I couldn't get with that that overly happy ending that just happened. I couldn't get with it. Well, they had to show that. I mean, to show that um, kind of the, the the more friendship of uh, Arnold and Darren McGavin's character. So. Yeah, but they threw in the wife is all of a sudden she's just a. Conveniently okay with everything, and they're gonna have a kid, and it's a little too much happiness for me. <laughs> well, 
I guess there's happiness in this next one as well. But uh, we're going to go to 1988 to uh, a Walter Hill classic. Well, I guess it's a classic. Uh, Red Heat. I'm Ivan Danko, Moscow Special Police. I'm here to track down dangerous Soviet criminal. A Chicago police officer is helping me. A Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. Now I know why we invented vodka. Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Belushi, Red Heat. A tough Russian policeman is forced to partner up with a cocky Chicago police detective when he is sent to Chicago to apprehend a... Georgian. Georgian drug lord who killed his partner and fled the country. Uh, Where was the other synopsis? I kind of like that one a little more. Uh, a, de- a dedicated Soviet cop arrives in Chicago where he is reluctantly teams up with a foul-mouthed American detective to comb the streets of the Windy City for a Russian drug dealer who killed both their partners. Now that's a synopsis right there. <laughs> yeah. That's why, I mean, if you just Google Google it, they, they always have one there. So I, I kind of go back and forth on those. But uh, yes, directed by Walter Hill and produced by Walter Hill. Also did the, he wrote the story as well as the screenplay with uh, Harry Kleiner and Troy Kennedy Martin. And yeah, those, those three guys uh, did it. Um, geez, 35 million is uh what a box office that doesn't say how what uh what the budget was for this film but um of course we're still uh, in chicago that uh looks like uh, la at some times but i mean this one was cool man i have not seen this one in a really long time uh, i picked up the uh the 4k uh edition uh i think it was like ten dollars at walmart so i had to get it uh, I know I'd have it on DVD somewhere as well as VHS, but this was one of the ones that when I seen it, I was I left the theater like, yeah, yeah, that was okay. I, mean, I was what seventeen when I saw this. I only saw it the one time in the theater, as well as Raw Deal. But um, I know I seen this again when it came out on VHS, and I think the last time I watched this before this rewatch was when it came out on DVD. However long ago that was. Uh, watching it now, uh, 2020 Niz, um, I think I enjoyed it more than, uh, than I did the very first time. I did enjoy this one more. I mean, I loved raw deal. I, it was a good film, but I, I love this one a little more just because of the, the, uh, comedy aspect of, a uh, George, uh, George, uh, James Belushi. I, I thought he was funny when he, when he had to, there wasn't many one-liners in this as well. So I thought that was cool. My only problem with this film was Arnold's Russian accent. It just, <laughs> it came and went. <laughs> and, and it was just certain words that uh, a friend of mine, he, he speaks fluent Russian, and he was like, oh, my God, man, what was he trying to do with this film? <laughs> <laughs> um, but everybody in it was cool. Uh, I love uh, Edo Ross. Uh, we talked about him in... Uh, uh, Action Jackson, he's in this. Uh, Peter Boyle, uh, Frank from Everyone Loves Raymond, and he played the monster in Young Frankenstein. A very young, slim and trim, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Richard Bright. Um, Byron James, uh, the Iceman, he's in this. 
uh peter jason's in it for a second when he's on tv uh as another well walter hill likes to use a lot of the guys uh that he's uh done other films with like uh baron or brian i don't know i think it's brian or baron whatever james uh he was Iceman in uh another 48 hours but he wasn't in the first one as well and uh the black gentleman that was working for the ice man uh, he was also in this he was the guy in prison the blind dude mm. um i think the guy we're talking about the the dude that was in the running man his name is uh i think it's seven Oli thorson yeah i will go with that um he these are the films he's you guys know him from he was in gladiator hard target the running man um predator the rundown uh end of days um let me see what else call the conqueror that movie was garbage um <laughs> eraser he was in that uh bulletproof uh he was a uh, lafors for uh you kevin smith fans and mall rats um uh, he was in a Clint Eastwood favorite of yours, uh, Pink Cadillac. Uh, garbage. That's <laughs> uh, right. He was in Twins as well. And he's, gee, he's a lethal weapon. Oh, man. He's is, he still, is he still acting now? Um, the last thing he did was 2011. So I don't know. Maybe he's just kicking back with all his money. Yeah, he he's in this. He's just one of the the dudes, one of the background guys. But I uh, can't leave out the beautiful uh, Gina Gershon. She's mm-hmm. in this. Oh yes, please. I think she's like pushing sixty, right? and if if she's not in her sixties already, but man, she is fifty eight. Oh yeah, Whew. still looks hella good. I follow her on Instagram, so I, I know. <laughs> uh, she's still hot but i've liked her in everything that she pops up in but uh edo ross as victor Rosta, we'll, go, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll go with his his alias when he went to america it was just victor rasta <laughs> yeah um Ar- arnold is uh ivan Dunko and jim belushi is art uh ridsky or ridzit i don't know Ridz, Ridz, ridzik ridzik um peter boyle was um was he like the police chief yeah he he was a they kind of did a play on him they didn't want to make him the stereotypical yelling all the time police chief he was the uh, trying to, he was almost like what's his name from Bad Boys because he was trying to do all the woo-saw, the the oh. spiritual <laughs> calming down type stuff. Yeah, and uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was Lieutenant Stobbs. He was just one of the cops that didn't agree with uh, what was happening. But uh, Edo Ross character Victor, uh, he was just a drug dealer in Russia, and then he kind of he killed uh, Arnold's partner. Uh, during a, a little raid when they were trying to bring him in, and he 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 kind of defected to uh, to America, so he's uh, hiding out there. How did they find out he was in Chicago? He got arrested for uh, I think right, it was yeah. like a routine traffic stop, and he had a I think a something about his license was fake or something. They ran his name. Oh yeah, that's right. And then they find out that he was he was born in America. But then went to went to Russia. 
But I mean, I, I thought he. I mean, Edo Ross is cool. I like him in everything he's done, I mean, even if it's just a small little role. I think this is probably one of his main roles where he was the the bad guy the whole time. But mm-hmm. Arnold was good. He's in uh, physical shape. Um, I don't know what was up with that bathhouse scene in the beginning. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could sit in a room with a bunch of naked ladies and, and guys in loincloths and, and all that, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it would be hard. <laughs> uh, maybe Literally. it's it's a maybe it's a Russian thing. I don't know because yeah, well, everybody was kind of minding their business in there. Yeah, I didn't see any tents. Uh, popping up in there <laughs> it, uh, did i don't know what was up with the loincloths i mean i'd I like my butt covered as well but yeah that was i don't i don't know it's, why don't you just cover everything or because <laughs> <laughs> arnold was all muscle all even in the back uh, i was watching some of the extras they said he he purposely flexed his butt muscles when he was walking up the <laughs> stairs. I was like, oh, damn. I'm sure he did. Have you ever seen him in a, what's that bodybuilding movie he did? Pumping Iron? Pumping Iron, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's hella cocky in real life. So I, I, I can, I definitely believe that. <laughs> but, um, did he went in there to, to, to get somebody, uh, well, someone that didn't really have nothing to do with the story and they ended up fighting in the snow. And, these guys are stronger than me because I don't know how cold it is in the snow in Russia, but uh, falling out of a hot uh, sauna room into the mm-hmm. freezing snow and, and then start fighting, uh, I don't know. Did he did he get punched in the jaw right there? Is that why that mark was there the whole movie? Uh, later on, I think. I, I don't think it was from this fight because uh, we get the badass scene where they drop the hot coal in his hand and make him hold it. And then he knocks it. Then he knocks the guy through the window, and then he's fighting with the 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 one guy the that's in all the movies that we just talked about. But I don't I don't think he got that mark here. I think. Oh, he got it when he went into the uh, when they tried to arrest uh, Victor the first time. When yeah, when his, they when him and his partner went into that little bar. Hmm. And then it just turned into a shootout. He, I think he got punched in the face. Well, he started fighting first before they started pulling out their guns. And I don't know what kind of gun that was, but I don't know. I know it was a Russian gun. He said it in the film, but I I didn't like the way that barrel looked. It just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know nothing much about guns, but I just didn't like the way his gun looked in that one. But uh, Victor ends up getting away after the big fight and uh, shootout that they have in there. Uh, he actually ends up killing. Um, no, when uh, when Victor's out and gets away, um, uh, Arnold's uh, partner—I can't remember his name—he uh, ends up catching him and, uh, and is trying to get him. And then Victor turns around and ends up shooting uh, Arnold's partner and kills him. Yeah, so his name was, was uh, Yuri. All right. Yeah, he was one of the little blonde guys. So he was. That was the main reason why they send Arnold to uh, America to uh go get victor and bring him back i take it they were gonna bring they weren't gonna try trial do a trial or anything in russia were they just gonna bring him back and kill him i think so because they kept saying he's bringing that he we need to stop him from bringing that american poison to our country and then you get some backstory on him and who his father was and they got that whole thing where lawrence fishburne's like 
he was tried for brigandage and they were like, what's that? And Arnold's like burning and uh, burning villages and raping women. So he's got quite the background. So when he got to Chicago, did he just immediately uh, hook up with um, that uh, black organization? I, I can't remember what they called themselves. I remember they were all bald. I think uh, this was, I don't know, because I always thought that this was always his connect, because they kept saying bringing that American poison. And so I, I just kind of felt like he was always dealing with them. Okay, so the dude that was in prison, Abdul Elijah, he was uh, the main guy, right? Yeah, the, the what do they call him? The clean heads? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was um, Tyrone uh, Burroughs in uh, another 48 hours. He was the one that was working for uh, the Iceman in that one. That's like the only thing I ever seen him in other than in this. I didn't even know he was in this. I totally forgot, but. Uh, he, he was run, he was in prison for, uh, some bad drug thing probably, but that's where he was running it all from because they had to go there and, uh, find out, uh, why, uh, Victor went to them. And then I think that's when they told him, yeah, yeah, that was when they told him that, uh, we were his connection. Uh, they were shipping it all back and forth, uh, to Russia and everything. Um, was it just Coke or was it heroin? I think it was just Coke. Going back to the fight when they, when they first uh, got into it with Victor, um, uh, the times that I've seen Coke uh, in bags uh, being smuggled, <laughs> but, um, these were just little small little bags. They're not big bundles like in Scarface or anything. Um, <laughs> uh, my friend's brother was uh, a bad guy. He's in jail now. So you kids stay away from drugs. Don't deal drugs. You end up in prison. Anyway, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the one of uh, Victor's uh, crew, um, Arnold, uh, kind of started fighting with him, grabbed him, and flipped him over. I thought he snapped his leg because I was like, "It made a snap." Yeah, <laughs> but then he he pulls off his prosthetic leg and dumps out coke. Um, did they just scoop it and just dump it in there? And or I didn't understand what that was for it'd have been different if it was like wrapped up in a bag but they like just dumped it in there raw because he just ended up <laughs> dumping it out so i was like i don't know if i want coke after some guy's uh, sweaty stump was uh, sweating all over it um, yeah <laughs> uh, i'm sure they cut it up with something before they put it out in the street but um so yeah we find out that he uh he was dealing with uh abdul uh, elijah and his crew uh victor was and they were gonna bring all the coke over all the uh, america all the american poison over to uh mother russia so during that that's pretty much the story it was just they were just trying to stop him and he was just a, a drug dealer there was nothing really uh like surprising like it was uh Arnold's brother or something like that. I mean, the story was pretty self-explanatory, like right from the get-go. So it just you just had to throw the uh, Arnold action in it. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, another one. This is another one where it was just he had his uh, Russian, uh, I assume, police uniform. And then he uh, rolled in with the, the green uh, pimp suit. And uh, Are they police or because they look more military? 
I assume they were police because I doubt they would send a military soldier over to to get them. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they do things over there, but I I just assumed he was a a police officer. Yeah. So the rest, I mean, they're just trying to uh, just find Victor and get him. They they all have close calls, but he always ends up getting away. Um, when Gina Ger- Gina Gershon's character comes in, she plays Cat Manzetti. She is. They find out that she is. Well, she tells them because they go to question her and want to know why she was dealing with Victor, and she's oh, that's my husband. But then later we find out that she was uh, basically just helping uh, Victor um, stay in the country uh, with it, without having a, a, a travel visa or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, because she got paid, I don't know how much to uh, just basically do the the fake green card thing. So that was I think it was she, I think it was fifty thousand. Yeah, that was the reason why she was she was in this, but uh I didn't mind it. <laughs> she she <laughs> she's hot. I loved her and everything she's done. Her movies aren't the best, but uh, I can deal I can deal with it. I did like her in uh what was that movie with Nicolas Cage? Uh Face Off. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but the the movie is what it is, everyone. Um <laughs> I really liked that one she did with Jennifer Tilly. Were they bank robbers? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, what was that one? Bound. Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in a while, but I. I yeah, remember, they, I they, they the got some. Parts. Yeah, they got some nice scenes together in there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was pretty much it. They were just running around chasing them and getting into a, a lot of gunfights. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a straightforward story. You know, he's just kind of he's after this guy that is a drug dealer and they, they got a little bit of a history because uh uh rasta victor rasta he mentions that uh arnold killed his brother before so they they got a little bit of a pass so you can tell he's been after victor for a minute all right um okay i just wanted to see what he was uh captain ivan donko and lieutenant yuri uh his partner of the moscow Mal- Militia? Um, that sounds military to me. It says the Moscow police officially the main uh, the, the decorative of the eternal affairs in the city of Moscow. So it says police force. So, all right. Well, that's what they are. And uh, Victor is just a drug pin, a drug kingpin over there in, uh, in Russia. So yeah, that was pretty much the story of the whole thing, and then you just throw in the comedy of uh, James Belushi because he's basically just um, they just team him up. He's supposed to be like the babysitter. Yeah, they, they wanted he was like one of those just those, those hothead cops that just likes to do everything his way. And then you know what? Well, we're going to give you an assignment. Yeah, he's he's essentially his character from uh, what's that movie? K Nine. Yeah, he's like the same guy. You just he, switch Arnold out with the dog. <laughs> but he was funny through the whole thing. I, I liked him. I mean, the, again, mm-hmm. there wasn't that many one-liners, one or two at, at the most. But uh, the comedy of Jim Belushi, um, he can be serious and, and he can be funny when he when he had to. So, but uh, I really liked him. Edo Ross is always a good bad guy. Lawrence Fishburne was the asshole of the film because there's mm-hmm. always one asshole in the police force. And man, he was slim and trim. But then this was 88. 
not, <laughs> not how he looks, uh, not how Pops looks now in Blackish, but he's still out there doing it. Right. What was he in um, John Wick? The yeah, he's he was the, the the guy that was like the the boss of like the underground with all like the the homeless people or the people that were acting like they were homeless or something. <sighs> the, the something king. Um. He had a name, the Barrio yeah. King. Was that there? You go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it it was good to see him. I mean, it's good to see him when he pops up in in anything. So, yeah, it was a kind of a bummer. I, I guess he said that he hasn't been asked to come back for the Matrix. He has to. I mean, that was pretty much uh, Neo's um, mentor. Because he, was I mean. The one- they're bringing everybody else back, so might as well. I don't see why they shouldn't, but I don't know. I'm sure Keanu's got a lot of pull in it. To go, look, man, he he's got to be in this. So, but I don't know, Keanu. If you listen, make sure that uh, Larry Fishburne uh, is in this. <laughs> what was I? Oh, I was watching uh, Dream Warriors when he was Larry Fishburne. <laughs> do what you got to do when you're in Hollywood, everyone. Again, th- this film is good. I mean, I loved it. I mean, of course, they, they end up getting the bad guy. Um, I think the, the the one of the scenes I remember was mainly because of the trailer when they're uh, doing the showdown with Victor uh, in the buses. When they mm-hmm. uh, they jumping up. Well, there was a bus that was coming in to Chicago. I can't remember where it was coming from, but it was loaded up with drugs and money. So that was the the reason because. Um, when Victor got to America, he he had a, a locker key, and that that's where he had all his money for for this big drug deal that was going to happen later on in the film. But uh, Arnold ended up getting it from him when the, during one of their uh, altercations. So Victor was looking for Arnold. Arnold was looking for Victor, or Ivan was looking for Victor, just to get that key back. And that key was went to a bus locker, and that's where all the all his money was. So. When they got the money, they did the trade uh, and then the drugs, but then it goes sideways. Arnold and Jim Belushi go running. Uh, they killed They killed all the black guys, right? Yeah. Uh, throughout the movie, it was mostly Arnold. And then um, the not the main guy, but the main guy that was uh, doing the deal outside of prison, uh, Victor killed him in the – it was a double cross. He killed him in the bathroom. When he was counting, and that—that's such an odd place to count millions of dollars, is in the, the public bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I'd have left, got my car, and started counting the money. <laughs> but yeah, because he went in there and just opened up his suitcase and started counting, and then Victor walks in and blasts him and grabs all the money. Yeah, he wasn't even in a stall or nothing, just right there on the counter. Yeah, he didn't even have any like backup with him. I mean, well, they were—they a- were all dead. Oh, no, that's right. Did they kill them all before he? The yeah, dude? that. Yeah, it was at the the hotel. They went to go kill uh, Ivan. Oh yeah, that's right. They yeah. they went with Victor, and Victor told them the wrong room to kind of set him up to have uh, Ivan kill them, and then he went for the key. That part was with, fucked up because when uh, the, all those black guys charged into that room that uh, Victor told him to go into. Uh, some dude just finished uh, finished working up the with some hooker, and she was mm-hmm. sitting there chilling. And they come in and blast him. He comes running out of the shower, just dick swinging, and <laughs> <laughs> they, they fill him up with holes. Um, 
<laughs> I loved how she pulled out her little gun and started shooting mm-hmm. at him. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that was in that big old gunfight, man. Because uh, uh, Arnold goes running after Victor, and and Jim Belushi, they just started blasting everybody that was in there. Yeah, because he has that big ass revolver now that he got from uh, Ridzig, because they they had took his gun at the the police station. Yeah, because I was like, "How the hell did you get this into?" And he said he had the the diplomatic diplomatic immunity. immunity. Yeah, it made me think of Lethal Weapon too. <laughs> he had that. Well, well, I guess you can do what you want, but you can't bring in weapons, uh, foreign weapons, into the country. But uh, yeah, it's not yeah, especially weapon. especially if you use them, I don't I don't think that's allowed. It's not like they don't do that anyway. But anyway, it's another <laughs> show. <laughs> but anyway. Um, all right, goddammit. All right, I owe you one, because you saved my life tonight. Here. Captain Danko, you are now the proud owner of the most powerful handgun in the world. Soviet Paturin 9.2 millimeter is world's most powerful handgun. Come on, everyone knows the Magnum 44 is the big boy in the black. Why do you think Dirty Harry uses it? Who is Dirty Harry? So the once uh, Victor gets away uh, with the money and everything, because he he jumps on a bus. Arnold jumps in a bus and starts hauling ass after him. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago, but uh, those streets were pretty empty for them to be doing this uh, busing. And the times that I've driven <laughs> in Chicago, like L.A. and New York, man, those streets are always packed, especially where they were. But hey, it's a movie. <laughs> but I loved how uh, they they were chasing each other and just slamming into cars left and right, just trying to get the hell out of there. But then they end up facing each other, and they, this is the the the, the standoff, uh, the, the playing chicken, because they were just hauling ass at, at each other. <laughs> James Belushi is the one that made me that that had me laughing in this, because Arnold and Victor were just serious; they didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Cause they were gunning it, going straight for each other. Right when Jim uh, Ridzik, he kept going turn, turn, or swerve. <laughs> then he grabbed the wheel and and swerved, and then they kind of went and crashed somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah they, they I, flipped. Yeah, because and uh, Ivan was so serious because Ridzik was yelling at him. He was like, "You could have killed us," and Ivan was like, "Yeah, but we would have killed Victor too." I just love when they went ah, started screaming. <laughs> Well, lucky he did grab the wheel and turn because they ended up flipping over, and Victor's uh, his bus went flying straight and thought he got away with it, and then he got uh, blindsided by uh, a freight train. Um, I guess assume that train must have just been starting its run because if it was coming full speed, it would have went right through that uh, bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it was funny. I liked how they they go running over there after they climb out of the bus. And uh, Victor's still alive because you can clearly see the way that the train hit the bus. It didn't really, it didn't blow up or, or crash through it or anything. So Victor ends up jumping out. And then the uh, the train operator was, was screaming at Victor, you motherfucker, you could have killed both of us. And, ah, and then Victor just pulls out his gun and blasts him. Did he use his, uh, we didn't uh, mention, he had one of them uh, sleeve things that the gun pops out. He used quite a bit throughout this movie. Did he shoot? Oh, he he. That's what he shot the dude with um, in the in the bathroom with. Yeah, he, he had uh, a silencer on it. 
Yeah, he killed uh, he killed his partner, Ivan's partner too, with the. That's right in the beginning. Did he? I don't even remember how how Arnold got him. Yeah, Arnold just shoots him. No, but I don't. Did, I don't, I don't, I don't, did he pull ahead. out that little wrist gun again? I think he tried to, but uh, this is probably one of the points of the movie that I didn't really like because this was kind of after the whole bus thing. It just kind of it was kind of anticlimactic. The whole showdown between him because he kind of just kills I, um, Victor. And I think he tries to use the the sleeve gun again. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't. I don't even remember how he killed after the bus. Uh, I know they had another standoff, but I don't. I don't remember how he killed him. Well, obviously he shot him, but I don't remember how he shot him. Um. Sorry, everyone. That's just my old mind is going. So <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, I remember it a lot, though. I just don't remember how it ended. Yeah, I know he he Victor climbs out of the wreckage, and Ivan chases him, and I think they just have a standoff, and he shoots him. I, I want to say he is somebody's probably correcting us right now, but I, I want to say he tries to use the the sleeve gun. And okay, um, I Ivan found kills the scene. Uh, let me try to give you guys a a, a play by commercial. I hate fucking ads. They they killing me. I know they got to make their money. <laughs> All right. Okay, everyone. Um. Uh, All right. This Arnold uh, punches his way everybody. out of the windshield of the bus. It's flipped over on the side. Uh, him and a uh, how do you say his last name? Ridzik or. Yeah, they get out and Ridzik. He's uh, Arnold is scream or Ivan is screaming at uh, Jim Belushi in Russian, and they don't know what the hell's happening. So, and this is when uh, Victor shoots the the uh, train conductor or operator. Um, Ivan grabs his uh, big dirty hairy gun, says, mm -hmm. I, "I'll take care of this." He's staring at Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi just like. I give up. This is very Russian. So he goes he goes walking after him and uh <laughs> they just do a uh, a little standoff. Like there's like a, a showdown. He comes walking out of the steam. Victor starts shooting, pumps out a couple rounds. Arnold shoots like once or twice, hits Victor with every shot. Uh and just yeah, that's it. Arnold never gets hit. But Arnold's bleeding out of his forehead from uh, the crash in the bus. So he, he blasts Victor up against the train. And here comes Jim Belushi. I'm sure he's going to say something. Oh, <laughs> Jim, Lee walks up, Jim Belushi walks up to him and goes, did you get him? And then Arnold just looks at him. That, I mean, Arnold was just too serious in this. I don't know. He was... Almost yeah, like know. he was the Terminator in this well, movie. Well, my friend was born here in America, and his parents are Russian. But <laughs> um, I don't remember them being so serious. I, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I, I had a I had a Russian friend growing up, and he wasn't nowhere because it, it was it was almost like you took the Terminator and put him in this movie and put him in a, a green suit. 
and had him speak Russian. He looked like he the Terminator in the very movie and overly how he serious. In, um, in Terminator Two, when he when he, when he first came, see, that was my. Pro- I mean, I loved mm-hmm. the. I liked all the Terminator films actually, but um, I know we're supposed to be talking about Red Heat, but anyway, um, in Terminator, when he comes, Arnold comes, the the T one hundred one or whatever that his model number is, when he comes. His hair's not all spiky. It's, it gets spiky because it gets burned. And if he's coming, yes. But when he comes back in T two, in the, ori- which in the is original, obviously one? the same, yeah, uh, mold and everything. Did they like program? Hey man, uh, let, let's spike up his hair because uh-huh. they didn't like how his hair looked uh, the first time we sent him. And every time he came back, his hair was all spiky. But it, even yeah. in uh, Terminator yeah. Salvation, when the, the CGI Arnold was fighting uh, that one dude, he had spiky hair. But anyway, I mean, I didn't make the films. But yeah, he looked, the, how he looked in, in this one in the beginning, especially when he, when he was naked, flexing <laughs> his cheeks, uh, he, he, looked just, <laughs> he looked just how he looked in, uh, in Terminator 2 when, <laughs> when he came in walking into the bar all naked and everything. But. Yeah, it was basically Terminator in this. He was all stiff and just all about business. And did he even smile in this at all? Maybe at the end, I don't remember. But I don't even think at the end when they do the whole watch exchange, how he basically gets over on uh, Ridzig because he Ridzig gives him like a thousand dollar watch and he gives him his, which is like a. $20 watch and he does that thing in Russian and he asked Rizik ask him what does that mean and he basically tells him we're we're not politicians we're allowed to be friends I don't think he even cracks a smile because when the movie's over he goes back to he goes back to Russia and they show him saluting and uh, I don't know just Russia <laughs> yeah who's he saluting or the former Soviet Union I don't, uh, I don't even know what they're called now <laughs> Well, I know in the movie, like yeah. when someone would say Russians, he would be like Soviet, because uh, that scene with the oh, I don't, I can't think of the actor, oh, um, the guy with the eyes. He worked at the hotel. That was uh, what's his name in? What was that movie with uh, when they were stuck in that hotel out in the rain? Yeah, he was. Wasn't he the one that was telling oh, the story? Uh, identity. Uh, he he was just the night clerk. His name is. Yeah. Yeah. Purit Taylor Vince, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, his eyes. He was the much younger yeah, version that's of him. him. That's I mean, him. Yeah, because he he uh, he says Russian, and then Ivan corrects him and says Soviets. Yeah, I so liked him. I don't, I don't, I don't know the He was also in uh, Jacob's Ladder. I haven't seen that movie. No. I think the last time I watched that is when we did it on uh, The Horror Returns. Yeah, he's also. I just brought it up in Canine with James Belushi. He's the guy that the dog, the dog like bites his nuts in the bar. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> for some reason I do. Police. Oh, uh, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, that that's the only one I remember. I know I saw Canine, but oh, Turner and Hooch. I, I don't even remember. I seen that once when when it first came out, but. Well, that's raw deal, and that's red heat, everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, we didn't go three hours uh, like we did on the last show. <laughs> but, 
I didn't realize we went that long <laughs> until <laughs> I was putting it all together. I was like, damn, we went hella long. But yeah, uh, I mean, it 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 happens sometimes. I mean, we 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 plan to go a certain time, and just when you but, when yeah, you start Red talking Heat, about if things, you guys have not seen this. Uh, I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere, but um, for the for those of you other means guys, it's out there. And uh, uh, Raw Deal streaming on Amazon, so definitely uh, check both of these films out. These are two uh, Arnold classics. Um, what has he got coming up? I haven't. He's got like a few things. Uh, Ooh, Arnold. He's got some. I heard he's doing some spy TV show where um, he's actually going to be the star of something called Superhero Kindergarten. It's a TV series. That sounds horrible. Uh, was this the one that was supposed to be the um, lead into uh, or part of a Kindergarten Cop? I have no idea. I I still haven't even seen the one with uh what's his name was in oh, the sequel. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. I see it, I see it. Oh, this is it's animated. This is a superhero kindergarten. It's gonna be a TV series. I don't know when it's uh playing, but a gym coach uh acquires incredible superpowers from a mysterious comet and becomes Captain Courage, one of the Earth's greatest protectors. He works undercover as a kindergarten teacher to raise a new generation of superpowered kids uh well stan lee's a part of it so uh looks cool um i don't even know if this aired yet well they they animated um it's stan lee's ah. superhero kindergarten okay cool but the animation guy looks uh, there's arnold well yeah. a young arnold he's not all gray and everything Yeah, just just give me King Conan. Uh, it's called, well, That's what I'm waiting on. This is the legend of Conan. Uh, there's really no. I like King Conan game, better. But, uh, are you happy? Are you excited for triplets? That's what it says. Uh, with the <laughs> That's really happening. Uh, I mean, I, I'll Who's watch trip it. But triplet, I'm not, uh, I'm Eddie Murphy. Say I'm excited the, for it. <laughs> Um, I like yeah. twins. I mean, it was it was. I didn't really care for it the first time I saw it. it. Was one of those ones I had to rewatch over and over. And I just did a rewatch not too long ago, and I, I laughed at it. But um, all right. Uh, has Eddie ever worked with Arnold before? Uh, I want to say no. I don't think uh, any of them worked together before. All right. Well, I'm I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. I, I'll. I'll watch it. It just says pre-production and uh, wow, that's Fury really happening. Uh, he's the president in that. I don't. I don't even think I've seen Kung Fury. Wow. All right. Uh, it, it was on well, YouTube Arnold for in a that, minute. Michael Fassbender, it's, it's, it's Alexandria okay. Ship, uh, the Hoff, David Hasselhoff's in it, and a bunch of other people. Uh, the story will focus on Kung Fury's universe with no real connection to the short movie other than the lead lead character. Okay. 
Um, something called Outrider, the TV series. Well, it just says he's rumored. Uh, I don't, so I don't know if he's really in it, but um, I guess he got he's in some video game, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. He's a uh, Dutch in that. I don't even know if that game is out yet, but um, I think it's like one of them. Uh, I think the game's well, out, but called, I think yeah, that's like a downloadable character Predator or something. Grounds. Um, it was released back in April. Oh shit! I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I have to go get it. Um, I like those type of shoot 'em up games. Um, <laughs> Man, fucking triplets is really this oh, is blowing my mind. All it's right, really fucking happening. <laughs> it's gonna be the old Julius Benedict, but uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean Arnold, you. Do what you got to do. I would like to, to see a. Uh, I w- I still want to see. Well, I guess he's too old now. I just thought uh, about Kelly that. Preston. They can't even have what's yeah. her name in the oh. sequel. That was like his wife. Yeah, wasn't that always weird to you? Um, that they married uh, sisters. Yeah, I guess I don't know. And it, had it kids. Kelly Preston's hot. No, I'm just mean like in like the kids like <laughs> I always wanted I a, um, a second part to Last Action Hero, but uh he he's much he's much older, so I don't know. Uh, or even a yeah. uh, a second part to The Sixth Day. Um I really like that one. I just I've not yeah, seen that one in years. I liked it. That's I what my Michael Rapport was. Eraser Okay. I haven't seen that in a long time either. I mean, that one was good. Um, while, while we're going through his movies, um, is Conan on the docket at all? <laughs> all right, just those two. Uh, don't... Yeah, it is. Uh, I, uh, I. Well, I mean, if you well, want we'll to do the Momoa <laughs> one, we can. But I didn't I put I'm it on there. there. Uh, dive into it. I haven't. I've seen it <laughs> once. I mean, it was all right for what it was, but it. There's just some movies you shouldn't remake, and and Conan was one of them. Um, no, they should have just had Momoa do something new. I mean, if you're gonna make him a barbarian, cool, Conan but just not be Conan. Was, no, she died. Well, she didn't really die. You don't know. Uh, that witch he banged. Uh, in the beginning, she just flew off. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they could think of something. Oh, yeah. Um, Red Sonia, he's only in that for like a second. I remember that. Oh, he did Twins right after Red Heat. I thought that was like much later in the 90s. Oh, okay, it's an 80s film. Oh, Total Recalls in the the 90s. That one, that's still... I love it. We did it on the show, Mike and I and, and uh, Theo. We were trying to figure it out. I mean, mainly, did it happen or did it not happen? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's been a lot of videos where people mm. try to explain it, but there was never really uh, a solid answer that I've got from any of the, the creators of it. But um what do we got coming up next i don't even know every time i find out everyone is is when you guys find out 
we are going to do Desperado mm. and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I know I have Desperado. I know. I th- I want to say Once Upon a Time in Mexico is streaming on. Give me a second. Sorry, listeners. Should have had this. I think it's streaming on stars. Okay. Yes, it is streaming on stars as well as Desperado. Well, I have the uh, Desperado. I have that two pack yep. with uh, El Mariachi. So. Desperado. I, I've seen that a billion times. I think I only seen Once Upon a Time in America. Once Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Like maybe once or twice. I remember I saw it in the theater. I've only I've only seen it once and I, I was a little iffy on it, so I threw it on the schedules. I thought it was a good time. But rewatching that was Desperado the first one was a, a lot of fun. Before, I haven't seen uh, that in a while. El Mariachi. I, I didn't know it was a a sequel. El Mariachi, one, yeah. One of my friends told me. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, but it, it had that scene in it that kind of confuses you if I'll you have haven't to watch seen that one first. I, I know I have it, and I don't have to just dig it out. But once upon a time in Mexico, like the only thing I remember of that was Johnny Depp. You want to be a Mexican or a Mexican yeah. or vice versa, yeah. whatever he said. And just a little heads up, episode after that, the next week we are going to do Demolition Man Ooh, and Time Cop, time cop. A little sci-fi. I, I, no, I just saw it. I'm doing rearranging in my studio, so I, I just kind of threw my movies everywhere. But definitely, I haven't seen Time Cop, Time Cop in a, in a long time. But we'll get into all those in the, in the next couple of weeks. But um, what we got coming on East Society, um, yeah. we just dropped the regular episode as well as um we're kind of did a uh, bonus episode for uh, east society's 31 days of horror uh right friend of the show a uh, writer writer director and author mike j marin came on and we were talking about um the 2020's uh, shutter original host uh mike hadn't seen it so i said well let's watch it and, then, and we'll do a quick one on it so that's out there uh, we just dropped uh, those two as well as uh, regular Macnez. Mike comes on again, and we talk about his book project. And the Zisu has his Big Brother quarantine for you Big Brother fans. He's got that over on Anchor. You can also hear that uh, feed on uh, Apple Podcasts and wherever you hear podcasts. Just search uh, Macnez or East Society, and it'll pop up. But... um. I think that's it until we get a regular episode. Um, I was going to drop another Macnez, but uh, the friend that's going to come on had other uh, engagements to deal with first. So I'm going to put that one on hold until we can uh, figure out a time. But yeah, more East Society's coming, and we're just gearing up for uh, 31 Days of Horror. If you guys have not listened to any of that last year, Brian and I went on a terror. We did all kinds of movies. So definitely, if you guys want to. Uh, warm up to what we're going to talk about. Go back to last October and listen to all 31 episodes of those because we got 31 more coming. 
Uh, Brian definitely will be back on there. I don't know how many times, but as much as I need him. Uh, him and Mike. That's mainly going to be him and Mike. Oh, Mike's going to come on with us when we do Tourist yep. Trap. Because he had never seen it before. So I said, well, come on with me and Brian. And we'll okay. So he's like, all right, cool. Look forward to that, everybody. And, yeah, I think that's it uh, on right. my end. So until next time, everybody, be safe out there and party on. All right, on the horror returns end, uh, about time you hear this, uh, we got uh, John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy that we did with uh, Chad C from Binge Media. And uh, next week, uh, we have The Hills Have Eyes, the 1977 version, along with the 2006 remake. Uh, we might have a guest, I'm not sure yet, so uh, you just have to tune in. And until the action returns, everybody, be safe.